0: Good morning and welcome to the Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. Today, we'll be hearing from Ed and Lisa Young, pastors of Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They'll be sharing a message of hope as they grieve the loss of their daughter, who passed away on January twentieth, 2021. I hope you enjoy this message of hope from Ed and Lisa Young on the Network Live today.
1: Well, today, Lisa and I want to share with you the journey that we've been on over the last several weeks since Lee Beth died suddenly, which, which um, was and still is a shock. I know that both Lisa and I are still going through the process of grief. I've preached here for 30 years. I know it's hard to believe because I look so young, but... You know, Sunday by Sunday, even Saturday by Saturday, when we had the Saturday night services, I've preached God's word. And this is a time where where we have to live it out.
2: I would say in these 30 plus years of ministry and leading at Fellowship Church, we probably have never been as weak and as vulnerable as we are right now we've experienced difficulty, and we've walked through pain, but not like this. And only by God's grace are we doing it. And in Matthew 5, 4, it says, blessed are those who mourn. Everybody mourns. Everybody experiences life and death. It's just part of life. Mm -hmm. Death is part of life. This, though, was an out-of-order death. It wasn't supposed to happen. And dealing with that adds another messy layer. And so today we just thought we would share some of that, Mm -hmm. that led up to this time.
1: Yeah. As a, as a father growing together with the family, you have these nightmarish thoughts now and then, and dad, you know what I'm talking about where you think, well, what would happen? What would happen? How would I react? if my son, my daughter, etc., suddenly died. I had those thoughts like every father. I would, though, quickly try to mitigate them or, or get them out of my mind, and I would do a pretty good job. But when this happened, it happened right in front of me. It happened at our house, I was in our house alone with LeBeth, and Lisa and i had even talked to her hours before about life. Mm-hmm. And we told her, and I'll, I'll tell you why we said this, that LeBeth, if you continue doing what you're doing, you could end up dead. And she was like.
2: And I asked her the question. I said, "Do you want to live?" And she said, "Yes, absolutely." And that was about two and a half hours before she passed away. Mm -hmm. So, just the backstory. Yeah,
1: here's the backstory. You know, Lebeth was 34 years old, and you know, our family. All right, we, um, we are all in, we've been all in, as far as the church for 30 years, not to retread that story again, but you know, starting out like we did with, um, I don't know, 30 or 40 families, maybe 100 people showing up in a rented facility, and we come up here, one kid, one car, one dog. One dog, one rent house that was, well, it's infested with fire ants and big cracks down the middle of it, whatever, and Lee Beth. So, you know, we've been, as a family, and as, you know, our family has, has grown, we all participated because, you know, when you're starting out, even, even now, that's just what you do. I mean, you... Lisa worked, um, probably harder than me. I worked, and as LeBeth grew, and as we had EJ and the twins, and we just are all in. That's why when people ask me sometimes, they go, well, wow, you, you have four kids in the ministry. How did you get them into the ministry? And, and I always say I, I never told them to be in the ministry. Never, ever, never baited them or, or said, okay, you need to do this. It was just sort of a natural thing. So Libeth grew up here at Fellowship Church. She's a product of Fellowship Church. She, she became a Christian here through our, through our children's ministry, Fellowship Church.
2: In fact, it's this weekend is the anniversary of the weekend that she yep. asked Jesus into her life at Kids Church in 1991. And that's something to celebrate because yes, it is. we would not— we would not be standing here if it were not for the hope of Jesus Christ. That's right. And so it's, it's an interesting thing how grief and joy can coexist. It's, it's, it's beyond my comprehension because I have such joy right now through the tears, through the story, but yet I'm grieving. But that is only possible through Christ. And the hope that LeBeth had in her entire life from the point that she accepted Jesus Christ. And I'll never forget, we were in the Irving Art Center, and she came flying out of Children's Church. And it was Valentine's yeah. weekend, and they had done a message about the heart. And at that point is when she gave her heart to Jesus. And so this is very significant for us to be telling the story because we're talking about death, but we're really talking about life.
1: Yes, we are. And... At soon thereafter, I had the opportunity to, to baptize her. She grew up what in where I believe, I mean, selfishly, is the, the best church around. And, and she had a lot of great friends, a lot of great relationships here. So fast forward it, you know, college and, and, and on and on and on. But early in Beth's life, you know, we saw her gifts, strengths, and also as parents, you know, you see weaknesses. And the scary part is you see your weaknesses, which I won't even get into that. But she had the unusual combination, though, of discernment, which is is the ability to read people and put people in the right spots, and also it's the ability to see something and know if it works or not. You either have the cringe factor and you change it or you don't. She had an unusual ability with that. Furthermore, Libeth, like uh, very few people I've met, she was an original creative thinker. A lot of us, you know, can, can take ideas and take creative thoughts and, and maybe make them creative or another angle. LeBeth, though, had that, had that factor. But within that, within her giftedness and love for the church, Libeth really struggled with loneliness especially, and depression. And it's something that we all know is real. You know, I've talked about depression. I've talked about how we have struggled with it. Many people in the church have. I've gone through bouts where I felt depressed before. Or sure anxiety. I, I'm sure I was. And anxiety. So so she, she had that. And, you know, as as LeBeth got older, I think it, it sort of... Um, is sort of increased, and about five or six years ago, she, as she was working in our church and everything, she, she got involved in a relationship because she obviously wanted to get married. Like you know, women, women have you have that desire if you're
2: if you, if you didn't know
1: it, they do to I to, did to get married, and. And uh, a, a relationship, like many of them, this relationship did not work out. It was uh, sort of tumultuous. So several months later, I'll, I'll uh, never forget this.
2: She actually she, called she, me okay. and said, Mom, I'm afraid I'm an alcoholic.
1: And that, yeah, that, that rocked us. So here Lisa texted me that, called me. And, and LeBeth has never been like a drinker you know, or, or, or someone who partied zero. And that was uh, something that definitely snapped our heads. So at that point, we had we were out of town, so we're going back as fast as possible, catching the next flights back to Dallas. So in the meantime, Dina Tronis, who, who works with Lisa, we went and picked up LeBeth.
2: Mm-hmm. Took her to the doctor.
1: And, and while she was um, on her way back from the doctor, LeBeth had a seizure. Again, this was about five and a half, six years ago. Dina, in turn, quickly called the paramedics. The paramedics took her to the hospital. And we got there, finally. And the doctor walked in. Were we in ICU? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget what the doctor said. The doctor said, you know, young lady, you, know, you can't do this. And Because goes, I don't drink. I just did this one time. I started drinking and couldn't stop And He said, if you continue to do this, you, you, you will die. Yeah. so she had her first episode that I described of binge drinking.
2: A second. The
1: second episode, which led to, to rehab. rehab. So then she came out of that and met with a, a great therapist daily, went to
2: classes, 12 steps. Ed and I have both read the entire AA book. It's fabulous. You should all read it.
1: Yeah, I would, I would recommend that. You know, my brother, Ben, who has his, uh, I always say this, but he has his earned doctorate in theology. Ben will say that book is the greatest book on what the church should be, and could be ever written yeah. next to the Bible. So Lisa and I read that. It was like a, I don't well, you know, don't a punch think, to the you solar don't, You reflexes, don't think you're going to
2: be reading that for one of your family members? No. You just don't.
1: Yeah, you're like reading this. I'm going, I I can't believe that.
2: But that's life.
1: I know that it is. You start thinking this. I'm a pastor, good guy. Of course, you know, I'm a sinner like everyone, but making... Here we've done this. I've done that, and my daughter is in rehab. And I mean, this is just me. I don't mean I can care less about what people think, but I mean just like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, Ed, where did you where did you mess up? What what did you do? What did you do wrong? You know? And then you have the proverbial question that I'll get into in a little while. Why? So from there, Libeth did so so well. And
2: And we did counseling with her.
1: I still knew, intuitively, it would be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Not her work here. I never really doubted that, but just when she was away from the office in her house alone, that that was uh, where she got into to trouble. So Three weeks ago,
2: we had noticed. Monday, a, we, yeah, we noticed, noticed a little, a little bit little of a bit change through the holidays and yep. just, you know, the pandemic. And we were working from home. And she even asked Ed. She said, "Dad, are, are, do we have to work at home?" And he said, "No, you can go to the office." Mm-hmm. And um,
1: but I didn't know either. Obviously, you didn't know that she was. I mean, I felt it a little bit, but she was really, really reaching out. You know, and I said, "Yeah, you know," and because I figured, yeah, alone, COVID.
2: And three weeks well, ago. Yes, yeah, three weeks ago. Or thereabouts. We just knew that
1: Lebeth was a little, acting a little bit different, and
2: and I called her, and I had just landed in South Carolina to visit my mother. Lebeth FaceTimed, and I was like, "That's kind of strange," and then a quick hang up. So I called her. And she didn't sound good. And so I called Ed and I said, honey, Lee Beth's not good. He goes, what do you mean? And I said, it's just not good. You need to go. And so he did and he found her. And
1: now my, my first response was uh, when I heard that and thought about so much, my first response was, was anger. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And I went over there and I, um, wow, can't explain it. And I, I, there's, there's no use to get into it. As a father, uh, as a parent, is something that, you know, I pray that you don't have to get involved in. So we went that evening to, to see her therapist. I was there with her the whole time from pretty much noon, 11 o'clock until, until then. So we went home and it was uh, a little bit later, probably 8 or 9 o'clock at night. EJ and Jess have been, EJ's, of course, our son, and Jess is our daughter-in-love. They have been living in our, our pool house because uh, uh, they,
2: preparing they preparing to, preparing see, to buy house, a house, and they
1: just bought one, and I'm sure they're thrilled to, to move out. But thank God they were on the premises because what happened was, you know, Libeth was... Uh, she talked, I mean, EJ and Jess came in. We talked to Lee Beth and you know, Jess is a nurse, and... and
2: Jess so, helped with yeah, some of the things. helped with some of
1: the things, and... And
2: uh, and you and I talked. I, yeah, we FaceTime face-time. I FaceTime Lee, with LeBeth, and, and, and that's and, when she said, mm-hmm. I want to live. I want to be mm-hmm. better. I want to get over this. I want to do what's right. Yeah. She expressed those things to us.
1: So then... We uh, put her in, we have a little uh, kind of a playroom where the, where the grandkids play and it has a day bed. And so I wanted to leave Beth there so I could hear her and everything. And, you know, she was, she was shaking and she said, dad, I'm shaking And you know, she
2: that was exhibited same that, that it, behavior yeah.
1: before. And I said, you're just coming off, Lee Beth, this alcohol that you have, uh, that you've consumed. And so, you know, I, Sat down by her and kissed her and rubbed her back a little bit, and then it was a little bit later. So I went uh, and, and, and worked out. I have a Peloton right near this playroom. I did the Peloton, and she came in a little bit while I was working out, and she said, "I just I feel just so anxious." I said,
2: "And you asked her if she I said, wanted to go do the you want hospital? to go to the
1: hospital?'" She goes, "No, no, I just feel anxious." So she went back, and then I went back in there to check on her. Afterwards, she was doing great kissed her again. I said, LeBeth, I love you. And I said, I'm going to go into my office and study. And the study, my, my study is maybe 50 feet, 40 feet from the spot, maybe. So I had the door open. Her door was open. And I was studying for a message on Abraham and Isaac. You know, we've been reading through the chronological Bible and the story of Abraham and Isaac. God established that covenant with Abraham, and then God tested Abraham later on with, with his son Isaac. So I was, I was studying that and when Abraham and Isaac went to the altar and this spot ultimately was a spot where Jesus was crucified. One day maybe I can, I can preach the message again. But So, so I, I wrote down in my notes and, and I, have, I have a copy of them right there. This is what I was writing when LeBeth passed. Genesis 22, seven, see at the bottom? So I'm writing, where's the lamb? Because Isaac wondered, where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And then I wrote, the Lord will provide. My next line, laid him on altar on top of the wood. And then I heard a noise, I ran in, I knew something was wrong, and she had a seizure, she was, uh, when I saw her, I thought she was gone right there. So, pulled her off the bed, went outside, got Jess and EJ, and they were, they were unbelievable. Um, so unflappable, under pressure, so Jess started performing CPR along with EJ, we called, you know, the ambulance and then I, I worked on her a little bit. Then the ambulance got there. They could find no pulse, but they did find a faint heartbeat. And as they were working on her, I was just praying, God, heal her. God, in the name of Jesus, heal her, heal her. And then after a while they took her away. And because of COVID, I, I couldn't I couldn't ride in the uh ride in the ambulance. So from there, we had, you know, some great friends show up. Obviously, family, and and, and Lisa was, um, again, FaceTiming. She was in South Carolina. So the doctor came in, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, we, we can't do anything else. Uh, we checked her brain, and there's... Not any activity. So we, anyway.
2: Well, I, I think there's a test that they do for activity, mm-hmm. but it was more that her blood had, um, the chemicals were all out of balance in her extremities. There was no blood flow. And they just, he just said, it's it's not going to be, I mean, it's she's not going not, to live. So. And, you know. I don't know I mean, I don't know what to say other than no. that is not what we wanted, and that's no. not what she wanted, mm-hmm. but we've learned so much out of this, and um
1: and then too, I think Lisa, it and was, God
2: has provided yeah. that's all I can say is God has provided yes. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make sense. If somebody were to read my journal, they would think I'm a crazy woman. Mm. But unless they know Jesus, they That's if right. they know Jesus, they wouldn't think I'm a crazy That's person. Right. But if somebody else is reading it, mm. they don't understand. Because I have this joy because my daughter, my baby, that that we stood on a church stage and dedicated to the Lord. Yep. And we meant it when we said, God, she's yours. She is yours. And it was a beautiful 34 years, not a perfect 34 years. We've just shared with you very vulnerably and very authentically some of the hardships, but I want to tell you something. There is a lot more good and God in the best 34 years than there was the challenge. That's right. Because I've received and Ed's received and the kids have received text after text after text and card saying, my children accepted Christ in kids' faith then we Beth invited us to the downtown campus mm-hmm. or we, I was new to fellowship yes. in this habit I mean just on and on and it's not like it's not like she they say oh I knew your da- daughter yeah. she was a beautiful girl oh I'm you know I'm so sorry whatever they have specific things that God used her to do in her time on this earth and that should be all of our prayers. Mm-hmm. All of our and, prayers because we don't know the time frame that we have.
1: No. At and Lisa, guess you know,
2: what? That's not important. It's about the eternity that we have. That's what's important.
1: And you know, someone told me that we can't judge Lee Beth based on that last decision. bout. Yeah. That 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 she made, the last thing that she did. But it's really about the last thing that Jesus did, isn't it, on the cross. Yeah. That's what yeah. her life is about. So, that's the story. Yeah. So she used to be judged by that. And, and that's, that's basically the story. So EJ and I were with her. Lisa was in the airport flying back. And we time when she took her last breath. And we were, um, I think Sam... Was leading us in um, worship songs, and she went we, from this life, yeah. To, and
2: I'll, to, I'll just to tell rest. you that my sister and I, I called my sister, and she sat with me from eleven o'clock to midnight in Eastern time. Mm-hmm. We tried to figure out flights. I got to the airport. She sat with me on a bench outside security, and we sang to the top of our lungs.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right
2: we sang and praised Jesus. And my prayer was that I would not get on the plane before I knew that she had entered eternity. And he answered that as we sat on that bench. And you know what I I said with my sister? I said, thank you, God, you answered my prayer.
1: That's right. You know, the, the, the learnings, what, what God has shown Lisa and I, and I've um, done a lot of journaling as well, and, and I think that's brilliant what you said, Lisa, that no one will really understand it unless they know, mm-hmm. know the Lord, but in, in our talking with people, and this is a, a word I think that we can all apply, feelings, you know, are real, And that's nothing profound, but they're real. God has feelings, as you've heard me talk about, preach about, from God's word. And we're to feel our feelings. That's good to feel our feelings. But every feeling will fade. Let me say that again. Every feeling will fade. From the feeling of we're newlyweds, that fades. The feeling of, Wow, 34 years ago, Lee Beth came into the world, those feelings faded.
2: Sadness, and, sadness loneliness, loneliness, happiness, and, and what, all of those things. And what
1: breaks our heart is that Lee Beth made three, we know of because of the binge drinking, three bad decisions during those bad feelings. So be very, very careful in that. And, and, you know, of course, you think about why and what if and regret. Wow, Beth, if you'd only had picked up the phone and called someone when you felt lonely, when you felt like you were going down that rabbit hole as opposed to grabbing the bottle of wine if you had only done that. But, you know, as believers, we don't, we don't stand on explanations we stand on the promises of God. Yeah, yeah. And that is, that is so, so important. I'm a, I'm a why guy, I just am. I think guys naturally are more why humans than women. I think women are too. But I wanna ask why, God, why? I mean, Lisa and I have lived a life, why? We were virgins until we got married, why? We gave our lives to you at early ages. Why? We never really rebelled. Why? We started Fellowship Church. Why? You know, all that. You start thinking, man, I, I, we, we, why, 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 why? And we will never know, ever, the answer to and that if, question. If
2: God explained it to us, it wouldn't we, take away our grief. No. We'd still be grieving. But We might yet, feel a
1: little bit better, but we, would still, yeah. we still have loss. So,
2: explanations are not what we and then, lean into. We lean on the promises of God. But that's,
1: but that's also difficult because I, I still struggle with that. song. I struggle with the images of finding LeBeth. I struggle with the images, the memories of her as a little baby and coaching her basketball and all those things, you know, from homecoming queens, all this stuff. I, I, I struggle with that, and I'm like here, all these people, I'm just going to tell you, drink like fish. I've been around some of them in my life, as you, as you know, and they binge drink along with all sorts of pills and powders and everything else you can think of, and they're, they're as healthy as a horse.
2: Walking around.
1: Walking around. Yet, here's Lee Beth. We know three binge
2: episodes.
1: episodes. Could have been more. We know three. She's gone. And I want to say, and God, why? I don't mean in a, in, a, in, a, in a mean way, but God can take our anger. Why, why, why? But God is bigger. He is. I'm, I'm learning this. Not learn, learning this. God's bigger than my wise or me thinking the God of the universe owes me an explanation. I know, too, that through this, Lisa and I will never be the same. I don't don't mean that our personalities are going to change, but I know that we will be different.
0: If you would like more information about being a guest on The Network Live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The Network Live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEORadio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.